And away we go. We are live. It is the BCJ podcast slash Dave After Dark right here on BearcatJournal.com. Brought to you as always by our good friends at the Holy Grail. Make sure you are getting downtown. You are hanging out at the banks. And if you are, you are hanging out at the Holy Grail. Get yourself some Reuben wontons. Have a couple drinks and uh, enjoy the atmosphere down at the banks with our good friends at the Holy Grail. All right, let's 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 get this show on the road. This one is going to be who knows. Dave is uh, poolside. Cheers. Unfortunately, not in the pool. This originally started uh, with Dave trying to to broadcast live from the pool. Uh, but that didn't work, unfortunately. It delayed us a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. But Dave is live poolside uh, with a bottle of Technology Ita- Italian sucks. wine. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was in the pool with a, a, a unicorn or a, a float of some sort to set giraffe. the stage. A giraffe. A dolphin and a donkey. A dolphin and a donkey. <laughs> All sorts of inflatables. It would have been one of the most epic uh, visuals in BCJ podcast history. We got Matt, to see it. Yeah, we got to see it. You guys missed it, but uh, that for some reason we couldn't. It was a, it was a little too far from the uh, Wi-Fi, so we couldn't make it work. But uh, here we are, and uh, what better way to discuss what is? I don't think without question, this is the biggest official visit weekend. In the history of Cincinnati football, uh, we had little birdies at uh, Open Gym yesterday. We have, uh, what, uh, the 10 commitments since our, since our last show to uh, gloss over, Dave. I don't think we're going to get in great detail uh, as you get deeper and deeper into that bottle of fine Italian wine. Uh, but we did, we did enough there's, uh, there's deep a dive. Left. There's a little left. We did enough deep dive on the uh, commitments throughout the week. So we'll, we'll touch on all that. Uh, we'll touch on much more. Uh, but this is this is the, the joy that you can only get from a BCJ podcast and a Dave After Dark as Dave hangs out by the pool, live on vacation from Destin, Florida. Hi, Dave. The, the content game never stops, Chad. No matter what. We it are never committed does. to our loyal BCJ fans. So, got back from dinner, tried to, to do a setup in the pool. Uh, the internet slash headphones would not cooperate, so we are uh, in a lounger poolside. I love it. I, you'll get to see me live from uh, LA here in two weeks, like a. Next week's show should be should be fairly normal, and then two weeks from now, I'll be live, uh, like half a block from uh, Venice Beach, doing a BCJ podcast as well. So that just shows we're not we're slaves to the content. Vacation does not slow us down. Uh oh, <laughs> this is going to be a circus. No, you're good. We got. We're, right, we might have uh, guests. I mean, you know, you never, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> and so I let, just you has an hour 
hour and 35 minutes of battery life left and i didn't and i forgot the charger so <laughs> i think that's and we're friends that sums everything up yeah that that about sums it all up uh well let's get into it then dave you you've seen the list you've uh you you know what's going on for this weekend uh, your instant reaction on looking at the list of official visitors, even though most of them we Bob, had a good idea who was going to be in this weekend. Are, are we there? We're, we can hear you. We're just your video was in, in and out. Oh man, this isn't going to work, is it? I mean, he could he could try from his phone. Wouldn't be the first time we had that happen. You're you're like a uh, you're like an AOL dial-up connection in 1993. Oh my right god! Now. I'm gonna I'm to need beer. Do you have your phone handy? Can you try your phone? I'll text him. <laughs> Aaron, have you had a chance to look at? The, do I need to go over the visitor list while we're trying to? To work on things here, and in all fairness, I uh, have not seen the visitor list because you I've just not, got done with dinner. I also wasn't aware I was going to have to be sitting in on the entirety of the podcast. So there's that. All right, here we go. Are you ready, everybody? If you're if you're one of the fortunate uh, 35 people to be uh, involved. Brady, let's go with the committed guys first. Brady Drogish, Kamari Anderson, Jackson McGowan, Evan Tengestall, Trevor Carter, Rohan Davey, and Braden Moore are the committed guys that are going to be on campus uh, this weekend. They're going to be doing their best sales job on five high-end, high-end, official visitors that are going to be on in town four-star Anthony Brown uh, the number 10 player in Ohio 373 nationally number 51 wide receiver it's like his 42nd visit to UC yeah, he's right? been on campus a lot uh, Brandon Solis a six foot seven and a half 270 pound offensive tackle he goes to Lipscomb Academy Lipscomb Academy. Does that sound, sound familiar? You know, it does. I believe that's where uh, one Luther Richardson came from. Yeah. So the personal protector for Luther Richardson, the left tackle, is going to be on campus for his official visit. And if there's – we've talked a lot about, like, uh, Mike Cummings has a type, Right. Right. That's his type. Well, so, and I want to share this picture because this doesn't make any sense to me. But this kid does not look in this picture to be six seven and a half and two seventy. Right. That looks like a, like a wide receiver of sorts. Right. Like when you look at just like the, the neck and the face. Yeah. Yeah. Six seven and a half. Six seven and a half. Not six seven. Not six eight. That would make him the tallest recruit. Six, seven and a half, 270 pounds. 
uh, an 87 on 24-7 sports, 86.4 in the composite. Uh, so he will be here. Jalen Thompson, four-star, 198 nationally, number two player in the state of Michigan. Michigan State is perceived to have a lead there on this one. Cincinnati's going to have work to do. Cameron Calhoun, three-star, just under an 87, number 19 player in the state of Ohio. And the other uncommitted prospect, Amari Snowden, number 345 nationally, number seven player in the state of Michigan. Weren't both of them and, here last weekend? Uh, Snowden was here last weekend. Calhoun was here. Uh, Snowden. Calhoun was here for camp on Thursday. Thursday. Last okay. Thursday, a week from today. And uh, Snowden was here on Saturday. He came down. He had a bunch of his teammates uh, camping at UC uh, and came down with them and hung out on Saturday for that camp. Got to chop it up with Sauce a little bit. He yeah. already has a really long-standing relationship with Ahmad. Uh, as you know, uh, Michigan boys, Michigan corner, you know, the, 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 those two go pretty far back. So they, they hung out and chopped it up quite a bit during camp, uh, last Saturday. Let's uh -oh. see how this goes. He's back in the pool. I think he's back. In the how, how are we doing boys? <laughs> <laughs> this actually, yeah, this worked. This is this... the best we've done so far. All Way right, better. let's, let's rock and roll. <laughs> I'm gonna have to hold this thing up. Try not to get it wet. Your lighting is bad, but other than that, yeah. the connection and the uh, the the audio are as good as we've seen so far. <laughs> well, here, hold on. Paul, Paul oh, said, "Can't." Paul said, "Can't see your face." That's probably an improvement. It, oh, for sure, Paul. You've seen it before, so you know. <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna, we're gonna. I think I can remedy this. I think oh. I can get closer to the to the lights. I mean, if you want to go from the pool and we can't see your face, it's fine. Oh no, I can go from just a different part of the pool. Oh, with the light from a different part of the pool. I even got like a little step here. So how how's this? Is this better? Oh, that's, that's perfect. All right. I'm trying not to get everybody seasick. <laughs> Moving back and forth, trying to get a comfortable spot here. Unreal. This is this is podcast ingenuity. Ingenuity. I mean, pe people expect the best from Bearcat Journey. <laughs> Let me get my beer, my wine. <laughs> All right, let's talk some fucking football. <laughs> oh, we have we have like fifty people already here for this. This is outstanding. I really hope the oh. phone does end up in the pool. If I'm being honest. Uh, so let, let's go, Dave. Thoughts on we just went over the list of official visitors. Uh, what are your thoughts on what is essentially? Uh, I, I don't think essentially. I think uh, ultimately the biggest official visit weekend in the history of Cincinnati football. Yeah. I mean, what, four four-stars, several high three-stars, uh, guys that are being 
pursued by a who's who of programs uh, and then coming off of last week. Yeah. I don't know how you could say otherwise. I mean, we've had big ones in the past, obviously the last couple of years, but you know, these guys are all guys that I would think they feel pretty good about not saying that they'll all commit like they did last weekend while they're still on their visits and stuff like that. But um, definitely an exciting weekend, you know, and if you'd have to think that something's going to come of it, considering what all that happened last weekend would be a shocker if it didn't. Right. I mean, I, I think you hit on a great point about this. This is not like a, um, like a, a, a fishing for, uh, prospects like uh, just getting as many big names as you can and and hoping you get some traction after the official visit the, these are guys and thank you to Tonk 10 bucks donation for Dave's hangover oh Tonk you have no idea not happening but no no for the hangover IV oh the oh, IV following the, the IV. hangover hold on I'm going to try to get something to prop this up so I don't have to hold it the entire time because that's not going to work where is Dave's shirt? Uh, he, 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 I was in a pool. pool. I'm not that fat. I'm not going to wear a shirt in the pool. Yeah, and you wear shirts in the pool. Dave Dave goes tops off in the pool. That's right. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of this physique. <laughs> Worked very hard at it, obviously. All right. That's much better. All right. You've got something to hold the phone up. Now, now I can like float around in the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But anyhow, yeah, this is this is not like uh, like just trying to throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. These are guys that they legit, you know, have put a lot of work in. These guys have all been to campus numerous times. Like, they've got a chance with these dudes. You know, Jalen Thompson might be... Might be difficult to get out of Michigan, sure. Uh, as he's got a couple crystal balls from Michigan State, but like Amari Snowden, Anthony Brown, like Solis from from Lipscomb Academy, which is the home of Luther Richardson. They've got a legit shot with all these dudes. Yeah, definitely. All right, good contribution. Appreciate that. <laughs> what me? What's going on? Nothing. You can expand on that a little bit. Just well, I, yeah, just yeah, that, definitely yeah. is not great podcast. I, sa- I said that in the in the intro. Like they're not right. guys that you know you're just taking a, a flyer on because there's maybe a connection and they say, okay, I'll use one of my five visits, and it's not a serious thing. Like they've been recruiting all of these uncommitted guys for a long time, so I would think that. You know, for the most part, they're feeling pretty confident that they can land all of them, maybe, and use last week as kind of the momentum of, hey, look, this is this class is filling up fast. We're not going to bring really, you know, outside of maybe a couple guys in the rest of the summer on officials. And if this is your opportunity, if if you don't, then you know we we might move on. Right. I mean, that's the beauty of it is you're kind of in a position of strength now. Like, tow truck just floated by. 
<laughs> is that Will's or yours? Yeah, no, it's Will's dump truck. Yeah. All right. Um, you're in a position of strength because you're at 19 right now. Like, you don't need any more commits. Yeah, you, you I mean, can you can take all the commits, but at this point in time, like it's it's June 9th, and you're almost at 20 commits that you feel really good about. Yeah, I mean they could take they could take them all technically because that rule is not in existence anymore. But right. the 85 number still is, so it's not like they can just keep adding and adding and adding. Yeah. Uh, Stu says he tunes into the podcast, and I'm talking to a silhouette. What a hell of a silhouette that is. I mean, where else peak, would you rather be? Peak male form. That's right. <laughs> living, living the life. Uh, all of these visits are official visits. Like, uh, we're in official visit season. Is that your dad in the background? It is my dad in the background. Yeah. I'm in the I, pool. It's, it's working now. <laughs> the pool, it's working. It's got, it's got to tell everybody. Um, these are all official visits at, at this point in time. It's like David's it's... doing the podcast in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Come look at this shit. <laughs> oh, they're not excited about it. Good. I don't well, want if you know, to... if you've met Dave's dad, though, it's even funnier. <laughs> oh, Hi. Man. Chad said hi. Hey, Chad, how you doing? <laughs> we're doing. You have no idea how good we're doing today. right now. Oh, I'd love a jello shot. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> oh man, um, the momentum you speak of. Uh, we are at what eight, nine, ten? Are we at eleven? Ten, eleven? I, th- I, didn't uh, know. I think uh, 10, right? Yeah, Ty Perkins no, well, is nine. He wasn't on the visit weekend, though. I thought, yeah, but I talking? mean, just in, just in general, we had eight yeah. over the weekend. I've, lo- I've honestly, I've lost track. You're, yeah. You, of what? The you entire mean, recruiting class? No, just like, no, just the how last many guys, since, like, since in the Saturday. last oh. little bit oh. have committed? Oh, he, he brought, he brought Pedro over. Here's, let's see if we can get it. Good shot of Pedro the donkey. We had a, a Mexican fiesta last night for a birthday. Had a pinata. Had some some floats in the pool. Yeah. Pedro fortunately was not the pinata. Lucky for no. Pedro. No. <laughs> we did. We did put the, uh, the the pinata's head in my parents' bed like Godfather. <laughs> did. Did you hear over the past couple uh, nights we've been talking about Kelly? I have invited me, Kelly, and Kelsey to the next Simone family uh, summer vacation. I mean, I don't honestly, like, I'm not trying to, like, brag or anything, but I don't know how everybody else does their family vacations, but this is not like most people. I mean, we got a house DJ. You know, my my brother DJs. He's brought all his equipment, so we're spinning records until 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Light show. He tried to order a smoke machine. It's not getting here in time. So, but we, so he's yeah. gonna have a smoke machine that he didn't use for the vacation. Yeah, I think he I think he canceled it because he was having it delivered to Florida, and then he's got to go back to to Tennessee Saturday. So I think he just canceled that. We got 
you know, oh, this place has God. like a full fridge outside that we it was just full of beer. That's almost gone. Oh, thank you, thank you. Let me get this. What's the phone shot. party? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe tonight. He <laughs> downloaded like four hours worth of worth of music to play, so we're gonna be up a while. I mean, I'm not kidding. We've invited ourselves to next year's Simone family Bring summer it. vacation. House house has plenty of room. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I think it was yeah. I, I think eight, nine, eight from the weekend, nine. Was and then Perkins, and then Burns. Ten was, was Burns, and then maybe you know maybe some more. We'll see what happens tomorrow evening, right around yeah, dinner time. You know. See what happens, and then you go into the weekend, and you take five big swings, and, and, and essentially you have six guys left on the board: Jermaine Matthews, Snowden, Thompson, Cam Calhoun, Anthony Brown, Solis, uh, and then Malik LZ is another one. Uh, he had a uh, previous commitment with his seven-on-seven seven team that couldn't get him to town this weekend. I know you haven't had a lot of time to deal with this, Dave. Have you seen the reaction on LZ to like on their on the Illinois boards? Uh, no, not really. Honestly, you would have it would be, it would have been something that would have entertained you all week because it's been. Cincinnati is getting the Alabama treatment from from Illinois. Oh, like does, uh, does he really want to go to Cincinnati and be on a roster with all those studs, <laughs> or does he want to come here and like you know be finish, our number one and, guy and finish fourth in the Big Ten West? I don't know. What do you think he wants to do? Well, somebody put on the board today. Uh, let me see if I can pull. Somebody put on the board today. Bert Bielema's uh, success. You just wide you somehow butchered both of his names right there. <laughs> yeah, Brett, <laughs> Brett <yeah>. Bielema. <laughs> Brett Bielema. Whatever. I How the fuck busy. does that happen? I'm the. I was busy one. getting into my phone. Okay. <laughs> Last year, Illinois averaged 156 yards passing per game, tenth worst in NCAA football yards per game average, seventh worst. He coached 12 years at Wisconsin and Arkansas. He only had two wide receivers drafted. Brett Hubbard, sixth round in 2008. A guy that was on the team when Brett Bilema got there. <laughs> Bert Bilema. Yeah. And Nick Toon, who was in the fourth round in 2012. He had zero wide receivers drafted in his five years at Arkansas. In the five years before he got to Arkansas, Arkansas had five. Arkansas also didn't have a wide receiver drafted the four years after he left. That's yeah. how big wide receiver recruiting was. Uh, they did get a guy drafted in 2012, a guy who was signed a year after uh, Benny Billy uh, left Arkansas. Yeah, uh, I mean, this trying basically... to get to the NFL, that is the worst possible path to take is to go play for him. Yeah, I mean, it really just comes down to like, do you want to play for? the in-state school, which, I mean, in Illinois, it's not like Ohio State or Alabama right. or Georgia or, you know, it's Illinois. I mean, they've had good years. I mean, yeah. but, like, do you want to play for your state school or do you want to play for a team that's perennial top ten right now and one that you have a really – I mean, that's the other thing. Like, 
even though that they're the state school, UC and Gino have been recruiting him way longer than Illinois has. Right. So they've they've built their relationship. Plus, they have the, you know, we just put a guy in the second round. We just went to the play a wide receiver in the second round. We just went to the playoff. We're going to the Big Twelve. Like our offense is. Yes, we're replacing an all-school you know, quarterback, but we still have a lot of talent. We're still going to be a top 25, 30 type total offensive team. You know, so it, it really, you know, I say it's not that hard, but I mean, we know how the pull of, of playing for your, your state. But it, like I said, it's, this isn't like some program with, you know, decades of success and, and tradition right. and, and everything like, so, you know, I don't, I don't see why they can't get him. I mean, they've gotten tons of good players from Illinois over the last four or five years. Well, that's the thing you have to be able to say to them is like, look at the guys we've gotten from Illinois look at the impact they've had here at Cincinnati. Like that isn't small time. That is significant. So we'll see. Um, but that's, I mean, they've got, six or seven big fish still out left out there that they're they're swinging for the fences on and this weekend's going to go a big way into telling the tale of how this class is finished right or at least initially how this class is finished because here's the crazy part dave let's be honest with ourselves if they miss on a lot of these guys they get to reset and take a bunch of more big swings because they've only got five or six or seven, whatever it is, like a small number of spots left. Like you're not casting a wide net. Yeah, you're not necessarily that. you're not necessarily having to go down your board a ton because it's December, and you had an official visit weekend that you that you that you missed on for whatever reasons. Right. And now we got to scramble to get guys. You can still evaluate tape. I mean, shit. Let's be honest. Some of the guys that are currently committed. They might not be a part of this class after their season rolls around. I mean, that's a thing that happens. Let's be real. It's happened few and far between at UC, but it has happened. Right. Um, You're going to have to have a good senior season. Like, that. that's so the nature of the beast. When your roster is loaded and doesn't have a ton of attrition and you've been as successful as they are, like, you you can't just commit and then coast your senior year. It's not right. It's not happened. So I, I think we, your mom took a step I know. out. I, she step did. I, she said she saw Pedro, and then Pedro's kind of floated away. Um, Pedro's got a mind of his own. You know, he does. He's, he's, sh- he's shifty. He might still be traumatized from watching you beat the hell out of that pinata. His, his, yeah, his, his, his buddy Pepe took took one <laughs> to the kisser last night. <laughs> and, then, and then you took his head. And put it in your parents' bed. It, yeah, put his head in the in my parents' bed. So, so he's probably a little leery. I, I think would be the right word. I, 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 I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let, let's let's talk about the wave of commitments. Uh, you've been around a long time. Have you ever seen anything like what's happened over the past six days? Like. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I mean, to get to have basically like go, I mean, there's still some guys that are uncommitted, but right now there's like 90% or so. Yeah. 
from last weekend. Oh, we got a cha-cha oh, line. We, we got a, we got a, we got a are we, cha-cha line? Hey, buddy. Like my There's Will? Still, my kid's still awake. That's great. <laughs> and we got a, we got a conga line around the How, I mean, um, unless you're literally injecting melatonin into his bloodstream, how do you expect him to sleep right now? No, I don't, he, uh, There's a knows? conga line going around well, the What are they doing? What are they doing, Will? He's got... <laughs> oh, we got Kiki. Frink... Speaking, speaking of never having seen anything like it. <laughs> you know what? I, I think we can auction off like uh, like spots at the Simone family vacation. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you pay for it. You're more than welcome to come. <laughs> Hey, can, can I get another jello hey. shot? <laughs> we're, we're literally like this is this is why we could never go to a, like to being an affiliated pod. Oh yeah, like on on the uh 24/7 pod no way. Yeah. That's a great point, Lance. Hi buddy. Hey. Oh, you got your cr crane truck? This, this, yeah, the podcast version is going to be terrible. Right, because they're not going to have any visual representation oh, yeah, of what's happening. Yeah, I feel bad for those folks. Sorry. So uh, so to do like the radio play-by-play -play version, what we just had happen was uh, Dave's mom peeked her head out the, the door for a minute, and then she went back inside. She gathered up all the Simone family women, and they did a Congo line. Uh, while Dave's uh, toddler son came out and stood by the pool and watched. Yeah. And that looks like uh, like that that outfit was from the... Oh, thank you. Oh, that's a Bengals poncho. Okay. And I just got a dump truck full of jello shots, so... A whole dump truck full of jello shots. <laughs> we're, we're good for a while. <laughs> what are you going to do? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk sports uh, when when possible. In all fairness, you were forewarned this would be Dave after dark, and he is holding no bars. Well, here's the other thing: like the last three things we advertised as Dave after dark was like Dave kind of after dark, right? Like you had come down from a game, or like yeah, like you weren't you weren't real Dave after dark UCLA Dave after dark. No. I think the, what was the last one? Was that SMU at their place? Two years when you ago? hit me up and we're like, we, yeah. Or like the real, last real Dave after dark. Yeah. That Notre one was Dame, you were, you were pretty chill. Like we thought Notre Dame was going to be a wild Dave after yeah, dark. Yeah, that one just, that one just took a while to like, because they didn't sell beer in the stadium. Right. And then it took a minute to get back to our house. So by the time I got back, got everything set up and yeah it was it wasn't quite the same as ucla aaron do you, do you have anything that you want to talk to dave about as he hangs out in the pool and hammers jello shots you got this you sure <laughs> like we invited you in like Look, you can I'm, I'm i'm here to help if need be and i've been quietly sitting this one out so um i, I had to pop in when there's aaron's in like a state of bewilderment 
Yeah, for and, sure. And and uh, several other emotions, I'm sure. Well, I have to go to the potty, so you handle Dave for a minute. Fair enough. Um, I don't know if you uh, you heard the nightcap that we talked about culture and all of that. Um, I'm assuming have, you probably aren't. I have aren't. to admit, I I haven't caught the nightcaps this. Yeah, morning. I sh- color me shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but one of the things we brought up was just like the fact that you know all the guys that have been committing have talked about the brotherhood and have talked about the culture. And Chad's like, you know, I, I kind of hate the culture word, um, but we have hit on just the fact that, you know, it, it's something that Luke and, and Brady instilled from the very beginning. And it's something that I don't think they even realized where it was going to grow to. And now all of a sudden you have, you know, sauce coming back when he just got a chance last weekend just to come back, like for a guy who just got a $25 million signing bonus, just is like, I'm going back to Cincinnati to hang out for recruitment weekend. Like, I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on the way that this culture has kind of um, just taken on a life of its own, really? Yeah. I mean, like you said, the culture word and term has become so to me, just like over, not necessarily even overused, but like, what does that even mean anymore? Everybody wants good kids who like each other and are good students. Like, no one's like, yeah, I'm just out here trying to get a bunch of mercenary football players, and I don't care if they hate each other, and <laughs> and leave after transfer after one year. I'll just get some more dudes like that. Like, no one is saying that. So when the coach says culture, I don't even like consider thinking about what that means anymore. I think, like. Instead of culture now, I would just say that this is just a a unified program that totally fits what Coach Fickle and his staff, and even down to like the university and the city, like every everybody. And granted, you're going to have 105 whatever number of kids. Like, there's always going to be one or two that aren't exactly buying in the way that you hope they buy in. Sure. Um, but, like, it's not culture anymore. It's just – it is what it is. It's the program. It's the program identity. It's the program style. It's the, it's the program – you know, all of those things make it the UC culture. Um, you know, all that stuff was done at the beginning when he got here. And now, now you are you're, – you're picking, you're picking players based on – Yes, their athletic ability, and yes, their scholastic ability, but I would want to say first and foremost, you're picking players on their program fit. And all of the little things that go into making a player successful once he gets to college is is almost more important than just what they were able to do on the field in high school, because we all know what you did in high school does not predict how you're going to be as a college athlete. Like there are so many more asks of you and requirements that are not part of a 17, 18 year old high school kid's life. You know, I mean, you, sh- you go to school from seven 30 to two 30 and you practice from three to five or something like that is not, and I know high school football has evolved a lot, but they're not in the same realm. So you're looking for guys that you feel can come in and have that makeup 
to be successful above and beyond just, yeah, this guy can run fast or he's a good wide receiver. He's, he tackles a lot, you know, has a lot of tackles or covers really well. I mean, that's obviously important. You're not going to get a look if you can't do those things. But not every kid that can do those things is a fit for what UC is now. Right. One of the things I said, uh, I likened it to kind of what Zach Taylor has done with the Bengals in that, like, Fickle's bringing in leaders. He's bringing winners. He's bringing on in guys that have proven it on and off the field. Zach Taylor's kind of done the same thing and just the fact that, you know, he's brought in – uh, captains for winning collegiate programs. You know what I mean? Like, so I just see a lot of parallels in the way that they're kind of both formulating their team identity. For sure. You're looking for guys that love ball, uh, that don't love ball because of what it brings them. And I know it's a little bit different college to pro. Sure. But like, if you don't love ball in college, like, and all, and having to go to school, and having to go to practice and having to go to meetings and doing all of those things, like you're just not going to make it. You're not, unless you're just an uber, uber talent, like you're not going to be a successful player. And, you know, I'm not saying that the staff takes lesser talents, but, but guys that fit that mold, I, I don't think that they necessarily would do that, but I'm sure it's a, it's a tiebreaker on guys that are, similar talent where you might take the the guy that maybe is just an inch too short or a tenth of a second slower than what you want, but you know that this guy will will be all in on what you're trying to do and really, you know, embrace the college experience, embrace the way that you have this program going right now. So is there anybody thus far of what you've read when the kids have been interviewed after they've committed, anything that they've said, um even through some of the videos or anything like that, anybody that stands out to you as a guy that you're really excited to see what they can do once they step foot on campus. At this I time? mean, it's, it's hard for me to, I mean, I know I've, I've kind of like bits and pieces this week, sure. read, you know, read everything, but nothing necessarily stands out. I just think like the Kamari Barnes commitment is a, is an important one for me just because of the, the positional need. Right. Um, you know, more along the lines of a MyJ Sanders type edge rusher um, and someone that they had been in on for a while that we felt back in March maybe was like close to committing. Then some, you know, quote unquote, bigger schools started started showing interest and and then they were able to host him last week and get a commitment. Um, of course, it's only June. Like these kids are, in my opinion, more than welcome to take other visits. I never, I would never discourage someone from doing that. You need to find every experience you can and see how that then compares to UC. I'd prefer that if you're going to do that, that you stay uncommitted. But um, that's for the coaching staff to to worry about, not us. <laughs> how they handle that. Um, but I mean, we'd we'd be we'd be fools if we didn't think that as these guys committed that other schools are not now going to be going after them even harder. That's the way it works in, in college football. For whatever reason, in college basketball, when you commit, you're kind of like hands off. College football, when you commit, it's almost like a, a signal goes up to like, all right, now now we know this guy's super good or whatever because they took his commitment. 
and now we really need to start going after him because if UC wants him, then that's a player we should also want. I guess one of the things that stood out to me was when James Jenkins was uh, quoted on saying uh, about his conversation with Coach Cummings, and he's like, you know, I, I'm not going to be your your new old man best friend. Yeah, I, I do remember. I do remember that one, and, and it it did stand out because you know it's like that's a very O line coach thing to say. First yeah. off, because O line coaches are intense. You know, that's a, that's a prerequisite for the job. Um, but but yeah, are we are we getting ready to start uh, the tech now show? All right, sounds good. Just tell me when I need to end. I don't want to get in the way of the, the family. Uh, DJ show. Yeah, and we don't want to get uh, copyright striked by YouTube in the process. Yeah, but it, so. aren't all those songs like already been sampled by 1,700 different people? And I don't know. It's just an algorithm that YouTube uses that they check to like if they if it if it picks up any song that is that is to be striked, then then they unmonetize. Well, they take away I mean, I'll, I'll get off here because you won't be able to hear me anyway. So right. Right, that's it, right. It, it would be it would be pointless. <laughs> um, I think the thing for me is like you're at a point right now where like if a kid come in comes in and doesn't vibe with this roster, like the, the players on the team, and, and hey. like doesn't like sorry man, you don't fit. Like yeah, you just don't you don't have to take him no matter what. Right, like get I, out. <laughs> Because I like I'm around these guys on a regular basis. You couldn't find a better group of eighteen to twenty two year olds to like want to spend your college experience with. Like, and that goes like from from the new guy, Jake U Hardaway, to Trey Tucker, and to Tyler Scott, and Evan Prater, and Josh Wiley, and like I I I got there late at camp today because I had to do radio for Mo. Camp went from four to seven. I got there at like 20 after six. And Wiley was working with the tight ends. And I walked up and, and tried to like bear hug him. And next thing I know, I'm in a wrestling match with Josh Wiley. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I don't want to be part of this. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, I told you, Chad, my, uh, my girl's nephew was also at camp today. Yeah. And she got there and she's like, I'm really having trouble finding a vending machine. I just need something to drink. And she said some of the guys working at the table just got up from the table. She said she thought they were athletes in the program, but she said yeah. uh, they got up from the table. They went to their dorm room and brought her back two waters. Sounds about right. You know what I mean? Like that, that speaks. She was like, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Pedro, you're, you're, Pedro's you're, back. Oh, Pedro's, oh, hey, Pedro. Um, <laughs> you're, you're just at a level where you're like, okay, even if like, I mean, uh, maybe I'm being a little over exaggerative, but like, not really. If the number one player in the country was like, I want to come here, but he was like a total shithead, like, would they take him? Depends on the position. <laughs> You're right. Right, but that's Rush what Hen? I mean. Like, it's, Rush it's, Hen, probably. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, but it's a, it's a conversation. Right. Where most places would be like, yeah, we'll take him. We'll figure it out. Where I feel like UC is like, yeah, just we're not going to mess up what we have going on. Oh, Pedro, so, nose dive. We'll, we'll get into a lot more like once you get back and uh, I'm sure, but like, I wanted to get into, uh, so today 24 seven and this enrages me, uh, 24 <laughs> seven. Did you see all this today? I did. I did. 
It just makes me laugh because I know it makes other people so mad. I, but how lazy do you have to be to still have that take when you're talking about like that makes you look bad? Well, when, I mean, when I don't, Luke I don't know Nichols the take. Is, that, uh, you okay. might want to. There's so, like 50 people listening that may not know the take that you speak of as well. So Luke Fickle, 24 uh, seven, voted Luke Fickle the the number five coach. Well, no, the weren't they respond? weren't they commenting sporting on sporting the sporting news? news sporting, yes, list. sporting news put him as number five in the country. Brad Crawford, who does a lot of the national death stuff for 24-7, who I've complained about relentlessly for a long time. Well, that's the thing. He, he that's just the writes thing. the same lazy shit constantly. That's, what, that's why I look at the, the source and I laugh, because it's it's the same thing that's happened for... I mean, you could just go back to any list from the last four years. Luke's, yeah. They're great. Luke's going to leave. Can't wait. You know, imagine what he could do it at this this type of school, like... It's just the same thing. So, like, I give it literally zero credence whatsoever. So I know, it does... but it, here's what's infuriating. Here's his take. There's a reason why Fickle is the first name to surface for major job vacancies. Yeah, because he's a great fucking coach. Giving his success, given his success in such a short time frame at Cincinnati, we're at five years. We're at five fucking years, Dave. This is not yeah. a short time frame. I mean, like, he's he's going to be like a top 30 tenured coach in college football. Yeah. He'll be leading a major program very soon. Hey, guess what, jackass? He's leading a major program right fucking now. Right now. Yeah. He's already leading a major program. I, I guess the, the uh, program that goes to the playoff isn't major just because of the conference that they're in. As his ascension as one of the nation's top coaches continues, Fickle... <laughs> Vic was a three-time AAC coach of the year and lead led and, and became oh God, the first group of five happened. head coach to lead his program to a playoff berth last season. He's posted back-to-back perfect regular seasons, and player development is an obvious strength. Imagine what Fickle could do at a program with more resources and a top 10 recruiting class. Get the fuck out of here, man. Imagine what he could do. Uh, my a- favorite. My favorite take today was on Twitter when it was UCF fans talking about how their class is already better than ours because of their average draft or average yeah, or, recruit. Yeah, rating. I'm like, yeah, okay, great, whatever. Okay. Let's see what your your average rating is when you're at 19 recruits. My guess is it's it's not higher than what Cincinnati is at right now. I I just oh, it's so. Right, I have fought. I fought this bad. It's so lazy. It's so it's inf- right. That's the thing is that it is, it is maddening because of the laziness of it. Like if you have a take that is new and we don't agree with, that's one thing. But like, right. But you've just said the same shit for four years. Like the guy has literally been true in four. The guy has literally years. said the same thing after for four years since the 11, first eleven and three season. This was the biggest uh, churn in blue blood head coaches, maybe in the history of college football in one year. And you know where Luke Fickle is coaching next year? Cincinnati. What, where's he going to go? Yeah, like you're, you're not going to have a whole lot of years where schools on the, the caliber of LSU, Notre Dame, and USC all open up at the same time. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And, and Oklahoma. 
Texas. Didn't Texas just like? No, that was two years ago. Two years, whatever. But you like all of these major programs have just opened, and Luke Fickle's not coaching any of them. Who's left? Who's left? Brad Crawford. <laughs> Maybe he can come on the next BCJ pod. <laughs> I dare I'll, you. I'll, I'll reach out this week just to see if I get I'll, a response. Are we ready to go independent? <laughs> you guys coming with us? Like, if we have him on the podcast, independent might be the next step because I don't know that I'll be able to behave myself. Well, then we, then we probably shouldn't do that. Well, I mean, come on, man. You've had the same take for five years. No, I don't disagree. Everybody's had the same take for five years. I can't wait to see Luke Fickle leave Cincinnati. Well, guess what? Luke Fickle's staying in Cincinnati, and he's taking Cincinnati to the place that you keep saying he should leave for. I talked about this on the radio today. We've never seen anything like this in the city. We'll never see anything like it again. He's taking nothing and turning it into something sustainable and nationally relevant. And you don't get to say Brian Kelly because Brian Kelly never cared about taking this to somewhere sustainable. No, he took it to where he needed to take it to then move on, which was fine. Right. Like, that's That's fine. fine. I'm okay with that. More power to him. I had a hell of a time back in those years. You know, those years. I'm not not mad about that at all. Like, But, But he doesn't get to be compared to Luke Fickle anymore because it's been done differently. Fickle's also taking recruits from those places <laughs> that he's supposed to be going to. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Penn State. Like, uh, oh, Luke's going to go to Penn State. Guess what? Penn State. Penn State's present in Ohio, presence in Ohio isn't what it used to be. No. I mean, Mich- Michigan has very little presence in state. Penn State has some, but not much. I mean, it's Ohio State, Notre Dame. And Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Kentucky. Even Kentucky has less of a presence in state than they did three, four years ago. Right. West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. West Virginia is going to pop on a couple kids. But what what they just learned with Cam Calhoun. They got Cam Calhoun before he had a Cincinnati offer. Now he's got I mean, a Cincinnati offer. We know where that thing's trending. They, if if UC really wants a kid, they're not getting him over UC. Right. Agreed. So, all right. Uh, do do you want to hang around to talk to talk some uh little birdie stuff or? Uh, what? How much time we want? No, it's up to you. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's up to you. When do you want to start? Can you turn the lights on? Yeah. We're going to get a light cut, show here for the last some, few minutes. Cut some light show for the last <laughs> few minutes. I can't see I, any of the comments. That's uh, all right. They're, the they're pretty quiet right now. Okay. I, I hope right I'm now. not. I hope. I hope I'm not disappointing. No, you. You've oh, been. No, you're not. Four. Four <laughs> comments since ten o'clock. We're. We're doing okay. Yeah. I don't know if you can. 
What, what, yes. what are your What are your thoughts on Brandon Sosna to the Lions? <laughs> my, my thought is I can't wait to see where USC is in a year. That Brandon was very much. Uh... I mean, let's let's be real. Like we're we're talking amongst friends here. Yeah, Brandon, no one's no one's listening. Brandon hired Luke. Brandon hired Lincoln Riley. Let's be real. Yeah, factual. That, that is as fact. I can confirm that is factual information. That's a that's a big blow to USC. So I guess my question now is, Dave, the ultimate path for Brandon Sosna is an NFL GM. So let's let's again. He's twenty nine. He hired Luke Fickle when he was like 24 years old. He's 29 years old. He's going he's going to a a job that is one step under a general manager in the NFL. I mean, I don't know. Is his job more GM or is it more like CEO? It's a great question. Either great way. Question. Like I feel like Kudos. this job I feel like this job is more on the CEO side. I, I, but I think it's grooming to be a GM. Like not not the, the day-to-day step. roster side of things, but like the overall functionality of the entire organization. Yeah, but I mean, they're not grooming him to be the owner. No. <laughs> but they're owners. President also, of football operations? They're also, owner's also like 100 years old, so. <laughs> so maybe he's going to be the owner. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she was married to the guy that she, Yeah, that's the, right. The yeah. car. <laughs> Joey Vutto wants what you're having, uh, which is a lot. Jello shots, beer, fine wine. Italian wine. Yeah, I got a couple jello shots left, actually. <laughs> better get those taken care of before I sign off here. Who who hired discovered Brandon Sosna? So I've known Brandon since he was 12. He was a ball boy for Mick Cronin. Um, his dad and his uncle are both prominent UC boosters. Uh, and Brandon kind of worked his way up through there. He went to Penn, Ivy League educated. He would come home in the summer and work internships in the athletic department at UC. One was for Whit Babcock. Uh, and then Whit Babcock recommended him to Mike Bone. And then Mike Bone brought him in. He quickly went from intern to, uh, chief of staff or I don't remember what his title was. Then he went to the Browns, worked for the Browns in salary cap, came back to UC uh, and then left with bone when bone went to uh, USC. So So fair to say a little bit of who, you know, a little bit of um, just coming from money, a little bit of working his ass off. Yeah. Everything is who you know now. Yeah. If you if you if you know the right people and you work your ass off, guess what? Good things, things go pretty well for you. Right? Yeah. Like and and I, I will say I'll give Brandon credit uh on one major thing. He walked in, he walked he watched Sauce Sauce's first uh higher ground for like 90 seconds. And it was right after he came back from the Browns. He watched Sauce for like 90 seconds. He said, that's a high-level NFL cornerback. And me and Justin Williams looked at him like, that dude's 130 pounds soaking wet. Relax, bro. You have no idea what you're talking about. You have guy, no idea. Guy, what you... guy that used to work for the Browns? Look at, right. look at us. 
We're just standing right. out here, you know, slappies yeah. just covering the <laughs> college football team. Hey, how much different, though, is the NFL draft if he's already a part of the Detroit Lions organization three months maybe, ago? Yeah, maybe a lot. But uh, he, he's headed there now. And uh, I, I love Brandon. Brandon has been uh, yeah, interned to doing Bones job for him. No comment. Uh, Brandon <laughs> has been a great friend for a long time. Uh, we had dinner at the Cotton Bowl. Uh, we bump into each other. I'm actually kind of upset. I'm, I'm hoping he's still in L.A. Uh, in 10 days when we get out there so I can, you know, catch up with him before he heads to Detroit. I mean, you could just call up the boner. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I will. Like I, my relationship with Mike Bone was great. I'm sure, he'll, I'm sure he's got some stories to tell. Are you going to do your Mike Bone impression for Mike Bone, though? Oh, I've, I've done it before. <laughs> you know me, Aaron. When have I ever been bashful about anything? Everyone was thinking it. Hey, so happy for Brandon. He's going to do a great job in Detroit. <laughs> I'm not shy. Like Mike knows. I, I, I've got a great relationship with Mike. Brandon is just a star. Like that's, I know Dave likes to have a lot of fun with Mike and I do too, but like he did what he should have done. That's a lot of ADs would never have, you know, Allowed Brandon to be Brandon in those roles because their ego's too big to to get in the way. I like. Mike I like, was like, this guy's amazing. Do your I thing, like, bro. I liked Mike at higher ground because Mike would tell stories to people that had no business hearing the stories that he was telling. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh my god! Uh, what are you doing with Pedro? Oh, he's just he's getting ready for the techno show. Okay. Um. So did Are you guys did you guys see the tweet I sent to John Cunningham and Anthony DeFino today? Yes. How awesome would would you do that? I missed it. Please so, explain. So the RBC uh, Canadian Open golf tournament this week up in Canada has this wild thing that a, a crane lifts this massive platform up over the golf course and you sit up there and you have a bartender. And you sit in these chairs around the bar, like elevated, like a hundred feet above the golf course. And I just sent it to them and said, hello at John Cunningham, at Anthony DeFino. Like <laughs> we need a, we need a platform hovered over Nippert where I can watch the game while drinking from up there. What kind, what of, it looks like. What kind of sponsorship deals can, can come of that? I want no part what, of it. What it looks oh, like. I'm, is I'm one all of those... in. What it looks like is one of those pedal things that they ride around Nashville for bachelorette parties <laughs> attached to a crane and lifted 150 feet in the air. That's essentially what it is. So where would you put that over? Like over Nipper. Dave would like, put uh, it over, over, this, Nipper over the field, just over the field. You wouldn't be able to see anything. He the, po the point is to be in, in that situation. Like you could see the jumbotron. No, I'm good. Thank you. No, he had enough veal parm tonight to. Dude, it was insane. I ate half of it. There was two pieces like the size of your head. It was it was ridiculous. My head is gigantic. I, uh, yeah, um, I'll send you a pic later of the leftovers. <laughs> Did you eat one? I ate one one piece and some of the pasta, and we had. We had an anti-pasta platter that was on a platter the shape of the country of Italy. 
Tiger is not a fan. He's, he's very upset about the veal. Uh, easy, buddy. You want some veal? You want some veal pong? I understand. He's, he's sticking up for his fellow animal. <laughs> well, the five the five jello shots are now gone. The uh, the beer is empty, and the bottle of wine cashed. Cashed. Do you have any quick questions about basketball open gym before you go? None whatsoever. Sounds okay, right. then get the hell out of here <laughs> and enjoy the last the last. Uh, what do you call it? What's it called? Uh, club club canopy. Club Canopy. Yeah, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna shut this place down. I think the first night of Club Canopy, the neighbors wanted to, uh, you know, st- you? stomp our faces in. But they have since <laughs> left. There's some new neighbors, new neighbors now. Uh, we're, we were trying. We've tried to get the cops called on us because apparently there's a noise ordinance until ten at, that starts at ten p.m. So we've tried to get the cops called on us. The other three nights of Club Canopy. This one, this one might do it. Are the neighbors partying with you? No, they are not. They should be. If they knew what if they knew what kind of party this was. So, Dave, the people want you to end your portion of this show with a cannonball. Well, okay, hold on. I gotta move my phone so it doesn't get soaked. Okay. And I and I will I will do that. I want to know. Where Can you have your brother is. hold it? Oh, there's the light show. Drew, come here. They Thank want God you. He has shorts on because it doesn't look like he does. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> they want you to hold <laughs> this family, Chad. They want you to hold the phone and get me What's doing up? a cannonball. What's up? You can do that. No problem. All right, you ready? One, two, three. And with that. Bye, Dave. Love you. I'm out. See you, bud. <laughs> I don't have any words. People want Dave after dark. That they do. That you want they Dave do. after dark. You get Dave after dark. I love that Stewie and Chelsea are literally watching from two different devices. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Ed wants to party with Dave. No, he doesn't. Oh my god. No, he doesn't. Ed, Ed no, he Dave doesn't. would destroy you. <laughs> you would be you would be in the ground in a heap. If I don't you know. Partied with Dave. I like to consider myself fairly fluent in party, and uh, I don't know that I could hang. With it's Dave. a lot. It's it's a lot. I mean, that's that's all I can say. Is it's. It is something significant. I don't disagree, Chelsea. That, that that wasn't a spectacular cannonball. You also have to keep in mind that during the time that we were on the show, I believe there were seven total jello shots, half a bottle of, of wine, and God knows how good that wine was or or wasn't. Um, and at least a beer, if if not multiple. I think he said five jello shots, two or three beers, and half a bottle of wine. Chelsea, old you might have been able to kill it with Dave. I don't know that new you could hang with Dave either. Let's be honest. I don't, and I don't know that I'd kill it is the phrasing that you want to use on that. Uh, Ed, I agree, it is hard. Um, it's hard, but I'm I'm oh. not a lightweight. Get get the f out of here. Um, I'm that, not saying you're a lightweight. I'm no, 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 saying... no, no. Ed did. 
in the no, chat. No, 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 Ed, I'm not saying you're a lightweight. I am. I'm saying Dave is at a professional level. I'm going on record saying Ed is a lightweight. Like, let's be all the way real. I, I don't know that for a fact. Like, I, I can't. I do. Okay, that's fine. I, I, I'm just saying I can't speak to that he brought 100%. The slander. He, he, he brought the, the Ed slander on himself. You I mean, know. that's fine. Get out of here. Um, so now that Dave's gone, is this basically a nightcap is what we're being asked here? <laughs> no, we'll we'll go live here, and then we'll do a nightcap afterwards. Ugh. The Gross. content game is brutal. Is I tried tough. to get you to do a, a nightcap before we did this. You did. Um, I was eating. I know. Splash. This job is hard. It's hard. It's this hard. job is hard. It's hard. It's like playing in the Big 12. It's hard. It's hard. Traveling is hard. That was great content. I can't believe YouTube is free. <laughs> I know what I'm allowed to say, but I know that there's also been a lot of them in this episode, and we get we get dinged if there's too many in one episode. I'm trying to use right. it when necessary. And it <laughs> right. wasn't wasn't entirely necessary there. You still you still got what I was saying. That that's what we learned in YouTube school is you can say fuck. You just can't say fuck too much. See, now we've used, I just like, used two of them. We've used two for the next like 30 minutes. <laughs> now we're now we're on we're on a an F timeout. <laughs> oh man. Everybody wants Dave after dark until they get Dave after dark. <laughs> I don't know. I was not disappointed. No, it was, it was unbelievable. He he propped his phone up on the side of the pool. He just heard water. I just treading like I just wish everyone could have seen. No, it's not a problem if you put it in the in the chat too it, much. Yeah, Brian. you can say in the chat all you want. It's uh, only problem. You, you can be Cartman in the chat for all they care. No one cares. <laughs> um, it's it's just in the audio format. Um, but yeah, no, I just wish everybody could have seen the setup and what we went through in trying to get it set up, because I think that was as hilarious as everything that in, ensued thereafter, including there was like three iterations. That happened before we got Dave with his phone in the pool. How do you how do you do a show when there's a Congo line going on around the entire pool? <laughs> I've never in my life been. We did we did a 15 hour show, Chad, you and I, <laughs> and I don't know how to handle a Congo line <laughs> with his toddler son standing there watching the women of the Simone family Congo line, led when by it, his mom, led by his mom. Who came outside and was like, "Is Dave podcasting yet?" Okay, Congo line. When in Rome, uh, this might this might be the funniest the funniest comment of the entire show thus far. The ASMR. The ASM- Go ahead. The ASMR of water while on the subject of the bone zone will be fuel for the imagination <laughs> on the podcast uh, for years, actually yeah, for years, yeah, forever, forever, forever. You're welcome, and and this is free to 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 go back to a, <laughs> a previous comment. This is all free. Oh, my face hurts. Unbelievable. Oh, oh <laughs> open gym last night. Uh, little birdie. It's, time, it's little birdie time here on the, the BCJ podcast. We probably could have saved this and just. Well, hang on. Let's let's at least get a sponsor. Yeah, we got in. a timestamp. We got it. We got to get a timestamp in. Give me a second. Um, oh, boy. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was it was only an hour. 
and and given the scope of how we do things, an hour is not very long, but that hour was a lot for like a and lifetime. If you, if you ever have an hour like that and you're curious to explore what lies beyond standard craft beer, take a trip to Urban Artifact. They don't make beer; they make fruit tarts. What a transition! Come see what the world of real fruit has to offer. Uh, after watching Dave in the pool, uh, swing by Urban Artifacts Northside Tap Room and mention Bearcat Journal. Get two dollars off a flight of four tasters. My goodness! Yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave just sent me a link that said, "If anyone wants to listen to our DJ show tonight, with the link to the live." Is he setting up his own stream yard? <laughs> Should I post the link in the chat? I mean, why not? Or tell Hold him to tweet on. it. Just just tweet it. No, no. Because um, we'll lose people going to check it out from here. That, that's probably true. Just, just After we're done. After we're done. <laughs> go listen to, the, to the, the live set from the Simone family. Oh, my goodness. Uh, here we go. I'm turn this audio down while the ads play. Uh. <laughs> uh. Goodness gracious. All right. There's the chat. Also, Scotty, um. if you're watching... Um... Without me spending my own money currently, there is no urban artifact here in Athens. And I believe Brenton, Indiana is also running into the same issue. Yeah, there you go. Did it work? Yep. I think that's yeah. how you get to the uh, the live oh. set. Forward slash ASL, like, uh, like in old AOL chat rooms. Right, for, yeah. Forward for slash ASL. <laughs> That's how you get to the Simone family uh, set list. You have to give the, you have to give your ASL. You have right. to give your ASL, and then you get the. Oh my god! <laughs> so here Birdies. was the here's the important birdie news from last night. One team was undefeated. Eight and zero, they didn't lose. Aaron, I'm going to guess Landers Nolly team. Wrong. Oh, wrong. We have a new contender. Dave Julius. Go on. Micah Adams Woods. Okay. Josh Reed. I know you were impressed with him last night. Jalen Stowe, who was a, a GA. The birdie was impressed. The birdie, no, that was that was straight up me. I put that straight up. <laughs> And Odia Guama. Oh, Stowe was playing with them though. Yeah, so Stowe, Stowe played with them. You a big Stowe fan? There? I know he's pretty good, right, buddy? He doesn't like when the GS play. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I talked to somebody today. Get out! Hey, get out! Or shut up. One of the two. Hold on a second. Yep, uh, this, is, this is me filibustering. Uh, for those who don't know, there there were little little birdies in for open gym last night, and uh, 
Chad's back. So yeah, I just had to let him out of it. He had trapped himself into my office. I wasn't gonna leave 10 seconds. <laughs> um yeah, so I was told the reaction of the coaching staff today when told that that was that that that's how thing went things went was um well that's not good because Stowe stinks and he can't like if we're any good he can't be on a team that won eight <laughs> which was obviously just having fun with Stowe. The way he runs his mouth, you would you would never believe that he stinks. No, he does not stink. Like, All right. He actually like if you're gonna if you're gonna win, he's a guy that does a lot of the like the, the dirty, dirty work shit needed to win. He's yeah. he's a talker though. No, he is. Oh, oh he doesn't boy. stop talking. He doesn't oh stop boy, talking. is he a talker? Kyle Washington thinks Jalen Stowe talks a lot. A man of few words, Kyle Washington. Yeah, Kyle doesn't say much at all. He never really says anything. <laughs> um but Dave DeJulius was incredible. Mike Adams Woods was really, really good. And I predicted from just watching yesterday, and, and obviously I've seen Josh Reed a lot uh, between AAU and then like him now getting to campus. Josh Reed's going to score 1,000 points at UC. You mentioned and I think that. that's a low estimate. He's just wired to score. Like he just, he knows how to get to the rim. He knows how to get fouled. Like, obviously, in an open gym setting, you're not shooting free throws. Like, you're not, you know, that that's not how it goes. But, like, that's just a, a kid that that knows how to play offense. And that's been such a challenge for this university for the longest time. Was um, any of it, like, back to the basket, or was it? No, it was, it was ball in his hands. He's not a, a big man. Well, I mean. He plays more like a three. Like, okay. I don't know that he can guard a three yet, which means he'll probably have to start at the four. But offensively, his game is a three. It is driving to the rim. It is crafty with the ball. It is banging. He banged multiple, multiple wide open threes. Like, if you get him the ball and he's open, he's going to knock the three down. Like, it's, it, it, he's just got a knack for scoring. Now, on the flip side of that, and I think this is probably what helped get that team to 8-0, is he can also defensively play with just about anybody on this team who's trying to go back to the basket, correct? He's strong enough. Um, he, he displayed a lot of what I've talked about when talking about his defense in that there is a Jaron Cumberland style to it because he just anticipates really well. He's playing down a position or two from where Jaron played for the most part. Although we did see Jaron become really, really good at guarding the fours. How many years? I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't put a cap on that. I put a I, I simply said he's going to score a thousand points. I don't know how long it's gonna take him. I don't there's gonna be a lot of a lot of a lot of hands wanting that ball. Right. But he's going to be a thousand point scorer just because he's so reliable. He's so steady and he just gets the job done. And that's, that's generally a lot like how those guys work. Right. And then, you know, after the middle of their junior year, like shit, he's already scored a thousand points. Like (laughs) that's, that's kind of my projection for him is that, that he knows how to put the ball in the basket and 
you can't ignore that because that's as long as you're sound defensively and you know what you're doing and you're not a liability, um, you get things done. Uh, how does it? It doesn't, Ed. It's dis- two completely different things. Disregard it. I tried to like. Did you see the the group text today? How I tried to explain to Ed like seven times what's happening, and he just didn't understand any of it. I tried, Aaron. I I tried. That's your boy. Get your boy. Yeah, you have to know how to speak, Ed. You have to speak in <laughs> run on sentences and broken grammar and. <laughs> Forget words, letters. I thought I was I thought I was actually pretty funny. I agree about that exchange. And he missed all of it. He's like, okay, let me know. Just, I, it might not, help that those guys are all in town, that all of those guys are in town for the alumni game around the same time, but it's two completely Yes, Ed. I talked about the person promoting a Kane Brown. Let's concert. let's get back to the little birdies instead of a topic that we weren't Jesus talking about. Ed. Can we can we do a show? Can we can we do a show? How's that? <laughs> five minutes. You're in timeout. <laughs> Put Ed in timeout for five minutes. He's just going to switch to Twitch. I know. <sighs> um, I, I I just think there's a natural flow to Josh Reed's game that's going to translate really, really well to college because guys like him are like, remember last year when we were watching those six, seven guys that, that could kind of play inside and out all and of Houston, 25 points a game on you. Right. All, right? All, like, all, all of Houston, all of Memphis so, for that matter. Right. So it's, a, I, I, I just like where that's going and we haven't even seen Dan yet. I just wonder how many times commentators are going to compare this Cincinnati squad trying to replicate what Houston and and Memphis have done. I I can see that happening repeatedly over the course of the season. Yeah. So you want want to hear the funniest part of last night? So they were picking teams, and DeJulius and Nolly and Finnessy were standing there. Um, kind of deciding who was going to play with who, and they were like making sure they were evening out the matchups—a big on a big, a four on a four. Da, da, so, da, da, da. just to make sure that I'm understanding, so there were three teams, and they were each no, captains. no, no, no. Well, there were three teams, but they weren't the captains of the three teams. They were just kind of. Usually, what happens is you decide on who the first two teams are, and then the five guys left over are the third team. Like okay. they, they don't, they don't get to make that decision so the three of them were kind of deciding on who the first two teams were going to be um and they were trash talking a little just like messing around with each other and fantasy and nolly were on the same team and dave was going to be going against them and nolly was like look man i don't care we'll just double team you like we did last year at memphis nobody else here in this gym can fucking score Huh. <laughs> but that's remember how we were talking about that last year? Yeah. About how teams figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean it wasn't a secret. But I mean no, but just to come out the, whew, just to come out and say that to your new teammates, like right. shots fired. 
but it and Dave just laughed was like, bro, he was like, man, that was a bitch. Like, <laughs> what what are you gonna do? Right? Like, hey, uh, here's the here's the thing though, they almost beat them, right? Twice, really? Like, and I know almost only those counts are blowouts. Only almost only counts in hand, handguns and hand grenades, but yeah. But hand, it was hand just it was and horseshoes, whatever. The hand grenades and horseshoes. Yeah, there we go. Handguns. Sorry, you can to, be tri- close. trigger word. I, I didn't yeah, mean you can be close on handguns and still win, Aaron. <laughs> handguns. That's kind of how handguns are designed. Anyway, uh, I, Josh wasn't on Nolly uh, much. I don't think. I'm trying to remember. It was mostly, you know, who was mostly on Nolly or on on Josh Reed. I don't. Walker Miller. You... Some great, a couple great comments that I'll get to here in a minute. But Walker Miller, Wes's brother, uh, is in town, and he was running open gym with the team from time to time. Uh, he was. You know, one of the teams that was vanquished by Josh Reed every other game. Um, the other one, uh, Kalu Azekbe, was on on Josh a lot. Um, Did he fare better against him this time around? Because it sounded like he held his own until he didn't last time. I thought Kalu got the better of Josh last time. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's he what fared better defensively. Like, but Kalu is strong, man. Like that that kid's. That kid is strong. Josh ain't scrum. He ain't three years, four years in college. One's a, one's a freshman. One is right sure. on his on his final year. So uh, Walker guarded him quite a bit, and was actually really he was really complimentary. He was like, "Can he really shoot the three like that?" Because he had made a bunch of threes, and it was like, "Yeah, that's that's part of his game." And he was like, "I left him open a couple times, and he passed the ball." And was like, "Well, I I think it." was a matter of he's still incorporating himself into not being a ball hog. And especially like, like I said, Dave and Micah were hot. So it was feed them the ball. Uh, Paul, this is actually kind of important. They play full court standard, but to seven, one point for, Two pointers, two points for three pointers. So the games move quickly, fairly quick. If you're playing with a team sitting off the court, you want to get on and off pretty quick. Like you don't want a guy. You don't want to get playing a game to twenty. You got a, a bunch of guys that are sitting over there for twenty minutes, twenty. You know, and they're on their phones. Like you don't want to get cold. Like get cold and disinterested is get, another like. Yeah. No, they play to seven, and they play by ones, and it's not make it, take it. It is full-court basketball. It is we score, you take it out, bring it up, like call your own. Uh, no, I, I understand why you asked. I'm just explaining. Like a, call your own fouls. Um, I thought there was going to be a fight <laughs> at one point because C.J. Anthony, like – tried to chuck up a uh, a desperation three at the end of the cl- shot clock and then called a total bullshit foul. 
and everybody was screaming at him like, man, come on. They're like, there's one second on the shot clock. You're not calling somebody reaching in with one second left on the shot clock. Nobody was like, you can't make that call walk on. Right. Well, CJ's not, he's not really considered a walk on. Like he's got okay. the respect of the team. All right. He, he doesn't really have that. Like, well, the kid scored like 2,700 points in high school. That's a lot. Yeah. Like it, he's not, he's not your typical, you know, shut up, walk on type person. All right. Um, I don't know. Any questions you've got? Like I, I've rambled on for like 20 minutes. I, I Dave was, uh, there's a manager that works the clock. Uh, the, the kind of the lead manager works the clock. Um, Again, 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 um, who was the biggest shit talker? It, it's always going to be Nolly and JD. Those are, they were on the same team. And still? And, and went 0 for 4. Couldn't get a win. Oh, wow. That's how good that that group, I, I, they played eight games. Well, so. They, they won eight. I, and I would, after the eighth win, everybody was just done. I guess I want to go a little bit more into that. How did the two of them play together on the court? It's hard to tell because they didn't get a chance to play much together on the court because they kept losing. <laughs> were they losing because, because of They were defense? losing because the other guys were hotter than Just like, spraying. Okay. They were just – like they were moving the ball. They were taking open shots. They were hitting open shots. Micah was doing a really good job driving the lane and finishing with strength and confidence. Odie was – outworking everybody on the glass yeah. and and Stowe was talking shit. Well, but I, I think that there's a lot to take away there as far as Micah being a leader at the point guard position uh, with Odie sounding like he's maybe taking a step forward if, if called upon to play well, some expanded minutes this year. Sure. What I would also say, Aaron, like these are I know open that, gym uh, runs. We're, we're putting as much as we can – into takeaways from open gym. You're, yeah, you are notorious for like when you see or hear these things that they're like, like concrete. It's just random Wednesday night open gym. Like it, you know, you know how when you go when you used to go play basketball with your friends. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't mean much. It always did, but I was always the worst. Shouldn't be any surprise. But right now, it's all we've got. So yeah, we're gonna talk about it. That's all. So Odie was playing the five then? Was he knocking around with Kalu as well? Uh, Well, Kalu was playing mostly the four because I think Vic, either Vic or Sage was on his team. How was Sage this week? He's a lot farther along than I thought he was going to be, man. He's got a nice touch around the rim. He, he, you know, he's, he, he can shoot it. Um, he had two threes that didn't go in, but looked competent. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't look like, oh, uh, boy. Hey, quit shooting, bro. It, it didn't look like that. It looked like, no, yeah. like he's got some potential to knock down a three. Um, I thought he looked good. Like, he still needs to get stronger. That's inevitable. He got, I think, at times surprised by how athletic Odie is, how quick he gets off the floor, you know, Second time, third time, if balls are batted around and up in the air or whatever, um, I think that surprised him a little. But he looks pretty good, man. He looks a lot better than I thought he was going to look 
this early in his his process. Now you talked about how pure uh, Hensley's shot looks after some of the changes he had to do, um, given his off season. Uh, yeah. How was he looking? He's not back. He'll be back. I, apparently next week he'll be back. Okay. Full back to, contact. Back to okay. Uh, apparently same with John Newman. So that would be all 12 guys back on the floor. And then skilling. State, or, uh, skilling should be should be getting in at some point in time next week. So that's all 13. I will tell you this. I do not envy Wes Miller and his staff. Well, it's a very different position than what they were in last year, trying to figure out where to even get guys minutes because who are you who were you going to give the minutes to right so think about it like this aaron it's the same problem just very different reasons <laughs> it's not the it's the exact opposite problem remember how we continued to harp on last year they lack length they lack athleticism yep. Okay, so let me rephrase it then. We had too many minutes last year for the guys that we had. <laughs> yes, now there's <laughs> not enough. It's the exact opposite problem. Think about it like this. There are only going to be two guys on this roster under 6'5". Dave and Micah. And that's it. And, and like, Rob. Sorry, and like, Rob. Like I said. Rob's 6'3", six, 6', six, you know. You're, you're kind of replicating what Houston and Memphis did. And you saw the success that those programs have had over the course of the last two, three years by doing this. And now you, you even stole one of the guys <laughs> yeah. from, from one, one of, of the those best guys right, from, Memphis. from one of those teams. And I, I, I can't see that as a bad thing. No, it's, it's what Wes wants. He wants length athleticism and the ability to change defenses and, and, and pressure you in different ways and make you uncomfortable and the best way you're able to do that is with guys that are long, athletic, and versatile. So give me four threes and a five. Let's go. <laughs> a one, <laughs> four threes, and a five. Um, that's, that's Aaron's take. Uh, anything with Vic? Yeah. I I like where Vic is at, but Vic has got to be a little more aggressive, be a little more assertive, because his touch around the rim is – special he's got to be able to be confident that he's I I think right now he's still like he went through a year where teams figured out if you doubled down on him if you pressured him if you put him in a bad like a, a a quick thinking quick reaction situation he didn't handle it well he's trying to improve on that and adjust well you have to you have to be able to channel that aggression though right because last year when he did get aggressive, he found himself in foul trouble more often than not. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I'm talking about when, like, like when you throw him the ball in the post and a double comes. Okay. He's got to figure out how to be more aggressive in solving that equation. Do you attack the double before it comes? Do you pass as the double's coming? Are you making the right pass? Like, there's a lot of, you know... So- so then I guess it would be aggressive on the offensive side and maybe patience on the defensive side. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Brian, I actually suggested to somebody yesterday um, that they try to see if that they can play with six. 
six on six, I think might work better for this team because <laughs> there's, that's, that's a better way to get another guy 40. That's another way to get 40 minutes of time. Yeah. Like, like here's the hard part, Aaron. If, if Josh Reed and Jared Hensley are ready to play significant minutes, your math becomes really difficult. We talked right. about this when we talked about the fours, right? Correct. Correct. If you go back to the nightcap from a couple days you're ta- ago. You're talking about what, like six guys that can play the four? Potentially, like six guys that have the the ability to play the four. Jeremiah. Josh not, Reed. Not counting uh, Nolly. Nolly. I wasn't counting Nolly. Odie. Vic has played the four. Kalu. Kalu. And there's one other one. Odie. Odie. Well, no, I said Odie. Did you? There's one more. Yeah. Whatever. There's Three. a bunch of dudes that you can yeah. get minutes at the four. JD, Nolly, Odie, Kalu, Vic. Hensley, Reed. Hensley, not Hensley, Reed. Yeah. That's Seven. a lot. Seven of your 13 dudes can play the four. Yeah. <laughs> the battle for time at the four is not going to be a kind one. And that means, to me, that means JD's going to have to figure out a way to get some time at the three. Well, I, I think you're also going to have to put DeJulius at the one at times just to get, just to spread the minutes. We'll see. For those who wanted smaller rotations where you're not running 10, 11, 12 guys, tell me who you It ain't coming this year. Who, who are you leaving out? Who gets shuffled? Who, who has the deck shuffled where you cut it down to an eight-man rotation? That means five guys on this roster aren't going to play. Where does that come from? Well, you, you're gonna, that, that means you're losing three to four, five guys next right. year. This coaching staff is going to earn their keep on that uh, that that line of how they manage who goes where. Ain't gonna be easy. It ain't gonna be easy. That's for sure. It's hard. It's hard. You know. You know what's hard? It's hard Coach. having. A, it's hard having a roster of really talented guys. It's hard. Co- coaching. Coaching's hard. Coaching's hard. Coaching's hard. You know what's hard? Coaching. Co- that's, coaching. That's what's hard. Coaching in the Big Twelve. It's hard. It's hard. The one last year in the AAC, it's it's kind of hard. Got to got to figure out what we're going to do next year in the Big Twelve. It's hard. I don't know, Chuck. But these guys are it's just it's not it's not good. You ever traveled to Lubbock? <laughs> <laughs> Brian does the math. Two hundred minutes split thirteen ways, fifteen minutes player. It's hard. Let me tell you this, Brian. There is nobody on that roster that's going to be happy with 15 minutes a game. Not nobody. Not a single guy. There is not a single player on that roster that's going to look at 15 <laughs> minutes and go. Sage. Sounds, sounds about right. Maybe Sage. Sage could look at 15 minutes and go, that's a that's a good entry point for me. Everybody else? Nope. They, they, they go and want 30. And guess what? 12 players? 30 minutes, that's uh the math doesn't work. The math doesn't work. All right. Uh anything else? 
No, I don't have a ton else. Catching up as uh, I'm just logging on. Buckle those seatbelts for this official visit weekend coming up. Preheat that oven, Chad. 60% off Bearcat Journal right now. You're going to want to do that. It's going to be a busy weekend. There's going to be a lot going on. Content game is hard. I'll tell you that. The con- you know what's hard? It's hard. Aaron? Power, out, pow- power outages, actually. It's hard. 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 Yeah, it's hard. Uh, Ten commits in five days? That's hard. That's hard. Kathy's going to get really mad about us over doing this joke. Yeah, because we can't, we can't do the UCF joke anymore. You're only allowed to make one joke seven times, and then after that, you're just beating a dead horse. <laughs> you ever beat a dead horse, Chad? It's hard. <laughs> Good to see me back in business, boy. When I so we'll tell the the rest of the story here. I, I, I was leaving Open Gym, um, and I, I got a notification from Spectrum that my internet was out. This is the first sign that something was awry at BCJ headquarters. I do have one more uh, thing I'll bring up about basketball when you finish okay. this. That's the first first hint I've got that something was awry yesterday at BCJ headquarters. So I call Aaron and I'm like, I just, I don't know what's going on at my house, but I just got a message that my internet is out. And I've never gotten that message before. It's hard, Paul. Find it like finding jokes is hard. You know, you know what's hard? Finding jokes. Jokes are hard. He gets the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love the callback here. Good work on the callback. Um, so I'm like, I don't I don't know what's going on. So then Kelsey calls me, my daughter, and she's like, uh, we don't have any power. And I'm like, oh, that's not great. That's not great. So I'm driving, rushing home to do the BCJ podcast slash Dave After Dark because it was supposed to be last night. And uh, I get to my subdivision. My subdivision is one, one like it's a, it's a single road in and out. And the power for the entire subdivision is underground except for the hill entering the subdivision and if you go to my twitter you'll see that a tree had fallen on all of the lines all of the lines of whatever phone internet cable like power cable if there's a line of something it was it was it was knocked out entering my subdivision and there was just a little tiny like cubby hole under the tree that you had to drive under to get to the house. If a tree falls near BCJ headquarters and no BCJ members are there to hear it, does it make a noise? It did apparently make a noise because Kelly and Kelsey were here and said they heard a boom, boom, crack, and then the power was out. So it did make a noise. I can confirm it did make a noise. Uh, Kelly went to her mom's because... uh, it's hard to be on oxygen uh, without power. Yeah. So they left. They left me here with the dogs. And uh, I, I started a fire and sat outside by the fire all night because that was a lot easier than sitting inside in the dark. And then 4 a.m. the power came back on. And we got to do a show tonight. 
we got to do a show tonight and apparently we have to throw away all of the food in our refrigerator. Taste test. Not I don't Get, Kelly Kelly you, can't handle well you no, you have to be poisoning. You, you have to be the guy who's doing the taste test, but try everything I, I, and if wait an hour and if if you get sick, get rid of yeah, it. Food, food poisoning takes about 18 to 24 hours to hit. That's fine. You know what? You know what's hard? Eating all the food in the fridge. That's hard. S- stuff in your freezer will be you'll be good. Yeah, the freezer's fine. It, it's the fridge that yeah. we, we probably have to replace everything. Um, getting back to basketball, you yeah, did perfect. mention that Wes Miller's brother was there and that you would yeah. talk a little bit more about that. I don't know what stories he wanted to go into. But I'll, I'll tell I'll tell the one the main one. I will kick that to you. So Walker Miller plays the open gym, whatever, and he's getting ready to leave, and he's standing at the tunnel, like where the opposing team runs out of, right? And we're we're joking around about uh, coaches aren't allowed to be there, so. Wes isn't there, but we're we're joking with Walker about the Monmouth game. <clears throat> and when he showed up, he had a Monmouth shirt on. <clears throat> and then after the gym, the open run, he had his North Carolina shirt on. Because remember, he was a walk-on at North Carolina for three years and then went to Monmouth as a scholarship player. And he stops right at the entrance to the tunnel and he turns around and he looks and he goes, had a lot of good memories here. I like this gym. Really good place. And he just turns around and walks out of the gym. <laughs> I, can't so imagine, I can't imagine holidays were super fun in that household. So I'm told when like alerted of that comment, Wes said, I, I didn't talk to my brother from the end of that game until Christmas Day at like family Christmas. That's how, that's how competitive that family is. He cut his brother off for a couple of weeks. Like I'm nope. Oh, he he put him straight to read like <laughs> on text messages and sent him straight to voicemail on phone calls. And if I have to talk to you at Christmas, I'll talk to you at Christmas. But make no mistake, Walker is just as much of a trash talker as Wes. It was it was funny stuff. I wish I would have got them in the same place at the same time to get that that back and forth. But unfortunately, it was a series of relayed messages, bits and pieces, relayed messages. All from Um, little birdies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, Dave After Dark. Wow. What can you do? That was a conga line, apparently. Unbelievable. Oh, uh, Aaron and I, I guess, are going to do a nightcap tonight. <laughs> big thanks to Pedro. Yeah, big thanks to Pedro the donkey. And uh, unfortunate to hear about Pepe. Uh, it's a rough ending for him. <laughs> we'll see you next time. It's the PCJ Podcast, brought to you by the Holy Grail, right here on BearcatJournal.com. <laughs>